Welcome to Elevate Your Direct Sales Business with Kelly Northcott. I'm your host, Kelly Northcott, and I'm so glad that you're here. I've been in the direct sales industry for over 20 years. When I was in the field, I was a top performer and leader, and now I have a growing coaching business that helps direct sellers of all titles from all companies build businesses that they love. If you're a direct seller who wants to get more out of her business and have fun doing it, you're in the right place. Tune in each week to learn systems so that you can scale and grow, implement mindset principles and practices to get out of your own way, and get coaching to break through to new levels of your business. Fall is finally here, and in this episode, we'll talk about how to maximize the season and set yourself up for the new year. Fall is typically a great season for a lot of direct sellers. Some direct sellers will have more results in the next three months than they did in the previous nine months. And one of the reasons for that is the story that the direct sellers are telling themselves about their fall and the expectations they have. Your fall will be whatever you want it to be. Your results will match the story that you tell yourself about it. If you tell yourself that this is going to be the best fall you've had so far, it will be, assuming, of course, that you take inspired action from your mantra. If you tell yourself that the economy is killing your business and that no one wants to host right now, your results will match that story. Every story you tell yourself is just a belief, and beliefs are thoughts that you think repeatedly. One of the leaders that I work with has at least eight parties booked each month through the rest of the year. And she expects to add several more parties to her calendar each month. And I'm sure her results will match her expectations because her expectations are dictating her actions. I talked to another leader who told me she's struggling to book parties. One of the reasons she's struggling is because of the story that she's telling herself. Another reason is because she keeps offering the host opportunity to the same people over and over. And because she does all of her parties virtually and copies and pastes the same post for each party, People are probably bored. And if she's doing the same thing for the same people, well, she's probably bored too. If you're in a party rut, especially right now, then you need to pumpkin spice it up. Most of you have a new catalog and a lot of you have seasonal products right now. Selling new products to old customers will get you sales, but it's not going to help you grow your business. You need new customers who will introduce you to their friends. And parties are the most effective and efficient way to grow your customer base, but they don't have to be the only way, especially if you're willing to play the long game. Fall is a great time to plant bulbs for spring. You wouldn't plant a bunch of tulip bulbs today and expect them to sprout and bloom tomorrow or even next month. But if you don't plant your tulip bulbs now, you won't have tulips for Easter. In a recent episode I did called How to Meet More People in Your Everyday Life, I talk about ways that you can meet new people when you're out and about. And this is part of your long game. It's a seed planting exercise. And if you start implementing it now alongside your life, you can start reaping the rewards of it in the spring or the summer. And when you make meeting new people a habit, you'll have a stream of new people entering your business. Now this stream is going to start out as a drip. And months might go by without a new person entering your business from your everyday conversations, but it's still worth it. If you connect with someone at a football game this fall, and over the months you build a relationship with her, by spring she might become a customer. And if she hosts a party in the summer, she'll introduce you to a whole new group of people you never would have met. One drop can lead to a stream. If you're willing to play the long game and you want to add this strategy to the other things that you're doing to grow your business, 
then think of a few places you can go where you'll be around your people. If you like to cook, take a pie-making class at Williams-Sonoma or go to a farmer's market. Have a few general conversation starters ready so that when someone who looks like they'd be your people is near you, you can use one of them. At a farmer's market or a grocery store, you might comment on how good the produce is this year. If someone's looking at acorn squash, you could say, I love them, but I never know what to do with them. What are you going to do with that? If your people go to Saturday morning yoga, then go to yoga. Compliment someone on her jacket and ask her where she got it. Then next week, say something else to her. Maybe talk about how much you love yoga class. Take your time and little by little, if she's your people, the conversations will be easier. And maybe eventually you can go to a coffee after yoga. But while you're doing this, don't bring up your business. Don't give them a catalog or a sample. Just chat like normal everyday people. If you exchange information, great. If they bring up your business by asking you what you do, then tell them and if they continue the conversation, great. But don't force it. This is a seed planting exercise. Fall is a great time to do a special event for the holidays. Your holiday event is another place to plant seeds, nurture them, and harvest them. We'll talk more about holiday events on another episode, but for right now, pick a date and start thinking about what you want your event to look like. You can start getting some ideas by listening to an earlier episode that I did this summer called Summer Open Houses, and I'll link it in the show notes. Having a date on the calendar and planning to do the event gives you time to advertise it, and it gives you something to invite people to. You can start talking about it even before you have the details worked out for it. So you can talk about it in your VIP group, at your parties, at your vendor events, and even when you're out and about. You might run into Susie at the grocery store, and if she says, how's business? You can reply, it's amazing. I'm having an open house in November, and I would love for you to come by. So I'll go ahead and send you the details later on. This lets Susie know that your business is growing and that you have a plan for your business. Now, your business might not actually be growing right now, but Susie's going to assume that it is because you're planning an event and no one plans an event that they don't expect people to come to. It also gives you a reason to touch base with Susie about your business because you told her you would do it. When you tell her that you're going to send her the details, she's not going to say, don't bother. She's probably going to say, okay, and then assume, of course, that you're never going to send them because most people don't, but you're not like most people. So you're going to go ahead and send them. And when you do, she's not going to think that you're being spammy or salesy. She's not going to think anything except that you're inviting her to your event. Maybe she'll come. Maybe she won't. Your holiday event can be a booking tool too. You can book parties at the event, but you can also book parties because of the event. You can have special host perks at your holiday event. Maybe hosts get to come early, which is very valuable to them, especially if you're doing a sample sale at the event so they get first dibs. Hosts might get an extra discount at the event, an extra gift, or extra drawing tickets. If hosts have open parties during the event, they can send their friends to the event and get credit for their friends' orders. Your holiday event is a way to nurture your customer base. It's fun and festive, and when they come, they'll probably buy, but they're not going to feel pressured to do it. Your holiday event gives you a reason to reach out to people. It's easier to invite people to something than to make an offer. Fall is also a great time to do mission work. You can do fundraisers because organizations are always looking for year-end donations. You can also donate your time and your products. If you sell things for kids, 
Do something with your customers to support something like the Boys and Girls Club or Foster Kids or Toys for Tots. If you sell something for women, then do something to support a women's shelter or a women's club. You could do a presentation or offer a service for the organization. For example, if you sell makeup, you can do makeovers for women entering the workforce. Teach them basics that they can reproduce. They might go to the drugstore to buy the products, but that's okay. You could also do a party for your customers that support the organization. So your customers could add a couple extra mascaras to their order, and then you can give those mascaras to the women that you do makeovers for. Think about what organizations are a natural fit for your product. And we can talk more about this on another episode too, but the first step is to determine what organization or cause you want to support. And when you're out and about and forming a relationship with a yoga girl or you see Susie at the grocery store, you can bring this up in your conversation. It's a nice way to bring up your business without feeling salesy or spammy. So if someone asks what you're doing this weekend, you can say, I'm getting ready to do a special event for the ABC Women's Shelter with my XYZ business. Now, obviously, don't support an organization just so that you can bring it up in conversation. That's not going to serve you. And if you don't want to support an organization with your business, then don't. That's totally fine. And if you don't want to talk about how you're supporting an organization with your business, that's fine too. But when you do talk about it, it could help the organization because the people you talk to might want to support it also. There's nothing wrong with cross-promoting an organization and talking about your business as long as you have the right intention and you don't guilt people into supporting it too. Basically, what I'm saying is that support an organization because you want to support it, not because you're hoping it's going to build your business. Fall is vendor event season, and you can use your vendor events to plant, nurture, and harvest. Vendor events are a great place to meet new people, especially the smaller local events. So choose ones that your people will go to. If your people are moms of school-age kids, find vendor events at local schools, and those schools usually advertise the event to all the parents in the district. If your people are professionals, look for vendor events put on by networking groups, the Chamber of Commerce, or large office buildings. I've noticed around here, office buildings are offering shopping events in their lobbies as a way to entice the workers to come into the office rather than continue to work remotely. Hospitals often offer shopping events for their employees this time of year. When you're at your vendor event, have a way to connect with people who come to your booth. So you could offer a drawing to collect their information, and you can also have a QR code to your VIP group that they could scan. When you connect with them, plan to nurture the relationship in your VIP group or through email. Connect with the other vendors around you. I always had a special for each vendor who was my immediate neighbor. I gave them a small discount or extra goodie if they shop with me that day. I passed out postcard-sized flyers to my neighbors at the beginning of the event after I was set up. The other vendors are great resources for tips on other events. They're also great people to practice initiating conversations with because they're usually motivated to connect too. You can promote your holiday event and whatever you're doing to support a nonprofit if you want to. People may or may not come to your event or support the fundraiser, but just talking about it plants a seed. They may realize that they could do this too when they join your team, or they may realize that you're their kind of people because you do these kind of things. You can also use your vendor events to nurture your current customers and contacts. You can post about it on your personal accounts as a way to let people know what you do. If you're doing the Apple Dumpling Festival at a local elementary school, post on your personal account about it. Say something like, 
If you're free this weekend, stop by the Apple Dumpling Festival. There will be food, live music, a petting zoo, and great vendors. And stop by my XYZ booth and say hi. If the event is just shopping, then talk about the other vendors who will be there. You could say something like, ABC Elementary is having a holiday bazaar this Saturday, and the whole gym will be filled with amazing vendors who are selling handmade items and holiday gifts for everyone on your list. And when you come, stop by my XYZ booth and say hi. Notice how I didn't lead with my business or try to sell people on my business. I led with the event and I highlighted the things that people would enjoy at the event. Your business is not the headliner of the event. Now you can invite your customers to the event the same way, but because they're your customers, you can also talk about what you're offering in your booth. If you have cash and carry items or new products or specials, let your customers know when you're talking about your event. You're not going to do this with the contacts. The contacts, you're just trying to get them to come. Your customers, you want them to come and take action. So when you're advertising this event to your customers in your VIP group and through text messages and emails, say the same thing that I just said before, but add on, stop by my XYZ booth to say hi and see the new products. I'll have event exclusive specials for you. And when you bring your friend, I'll give you extra entries into the drawing. You want your booth to be crowded, and I mean crowded with people, not with a bunch of stuff, because what that's going to do for you is going to draw attention to your booth, and it's going to let people know that people are interested in your product. You want to be prepared to book parties at your vendor events, especially at the smaller local vendor events. So have your calendar ready with your preferred dates and have plenty of host packets that are small and easy to carry for the host so that you can hand them out. And I would give an extra bonus for picking a date right then and there, but they're not going to get that bonus until their party. And when someone places an order, you can offer them the host opportunity and offer to start their party with that order. And that party is much more likely to stick if it has an order on it, even if it's the host order. If you have open parties during your vendor events, let your host know that they can send their people to your booth to shop and they'll get credit for the orders. Vendor events are a great recruiting platform. Just advertising your event is a joint sprinkle because it lets people know that vendor events are one of the ways that they can work their business when they join your team. And being at the event plants seeds with the guests and the other vendors. Some have been thinking about starting a business and some are thinking about switching companies and some will be curious about the idea of a direct sales business when they're at the event. How you set up and how you show up will either attract or repel someone to you. So make sure that you set up and take your booth down quickly. No one wants to extend their day by hours because a booth takes forever to set up and take down. Keep your booth simple and duplicatable. And most importantly, look like you're having the time of your life. People want a fun business. So don't just sit there behind a table scrolling on your phone, hoping someone's going to come by and buy something. The fall is a great time to sponsor. It's a great time to join a direct sales company. Notice I didn't say it's the best time. You want to make a shift from saying it's the best to it's great. When you tell someone it's the best time to join and she doesn't join, she might wait until next fall because you said that's the best time to join. So always say great instead of best when you're referring to the time of year to book, buy, or join. So let's talk about why fall is a great time to join. There are so many opportunities and different ways to work your business in the fall. And the thing is that almost all of these opportunities are available all throughout the year, but they're more prevalent in the fall. Think of it like this. 
Fall is pumpkin season. You can make a pumpkin pie whenever you want. And if you're not a baker, you could buy a frozen pumpkin pie all year long. Pumpkin pie is just easier to find in the fall. If someone has a pumpkin pie in the fall and loves it, and in the spring she's hankering for something sweet, you can remind her about the pumpkin pie that she had in the fall. And here's how this applies to your business. If you have a new recruit who does a vendor event in the fall and meets a bunch of people at it, and then in the spring she's feeling like she's in a slump, you can point out the success that she had at the vendor event in the fall, and you can help her brainstorm ideas for how to find another vendor event in the spring, or how to harvest some of the seeds that she planted at the event in the fall. So help yourself and your team by making sure that you have plenty of opportunity events in the fall, and when you recruit, talk about the opportunity, not the season. The information that you share at the event is going to be the same information that you share all throughout the year. When you talk about this season, you risk someone seeing this as a seasonal opportunity. You're not a retail store hiring seasonal help. You're a direct seller building an engaged and productive team. People buy, host, and join all year. There are holidays all throughout the year. There are gift-giving reasons almost every month. You don't have a seasonal opportunity. You have an opportunity. The recruiting mistakes that direct sellers make this time of year are a lot like pumpkins. They're the same mistakes they make all year, but they're more prevalent in the fall. One of the biggest mistakes they make is leading with the kit and not the opportunity. They tell people that they can use the kit as holiday gifts, or they could turn around and sell it and use the money to buy holiday gifts. The problem with even suggesting this is that you're giving your potential recruit permission not to work her business. When she sells or gives away her kit, what's she going to use to work her business? The kit's a business tool. It's not inventory. Another mistake is telling people that they should sign up and use their discount to buy all their holiday gifts. Now, this will probably help someone become active and get you trip points or count toward your title, but this is a short-sighted tactic. This isn't going to help someone start a business. If someone wants to join because she wants to give a lot of your products as gifts, it's better for her and for you for her to host a party and get the gifts with host rewards. If someone joins because they want a holiday discount, they'll get their discount and be done. And then you lost them as a customer, but you also didn't gain them as a team member. The third big mistake that people make this time of year is that they tell people this is a great way to make extra money for the holidays. The good part about this is that someone will actually have to sell something to make money, but there's lots of problems with this too. It's like someone who goes on a diet to lose weight for a vacation. They might join Weight Watchers, and when they join, they're joining for a certain time period because they have a deadline goal. If they don't lose the weight they want to lose by the vacation, they don't have any motivation to continue with the program. In their mind, the program wasn't a total success, and they might even consider it a failure. If they do lose the weight that they wanted to lose, then they reach their goal. And even though they might have more weight to lose, or they might have more things they want to learn, they would have to set a new goal to find the motivation to keep going, And most people won't do that. If Susie joins because she wants to make extra money for the holidays, she has a short-term goal, and she's probably not thinking about the long-term benefits of having a direct sales business. Her plan will be to work her business to make money for the holidays. She wants fast cash and quick wins. When holidays come around, she'll either have enough money to buy the things that she wants to buy or she won't. But because she thought of this as a specific means to a specific end, Having her transfer her thinking to a bigger picture is difficult. When you recruit someone in any of these ways, you not only lose them as a customer, 
but you also lose their future business and you lose the future business and referrals from their friends. The other common mistake that recruiters make this time of year is that they don't have a structured process to onboard, launch, and train new recruits. Overall, this is the busiest time of the year for most people. They're busy with their own fall activities and getting ready for the holidays, and they're participating in all the opportunities like vendor events, service projects, and parties, and you're doing the same. If you don't have a structured onboarding and training process, it's going to be very difficult to coordinate your schedules and give your new team members the attention and support they need. Things will fall through the cracks, even with your best intentions. It's trial by fire for you and for them. They might reach their goals by the end of the year, but they might have also picked up a lot of bad habits. When the new year rolls around, you'll assume that they know what to do because they got the results that they wanted but chances are they blew through their warm market and never got out of their circle, and now they have to start over and they don't know how to do that. You must have a simple structured process to onboard, launch, and train your new team members now and all throughout the year so that they get what they need when they need it, and so that you have time to do everything else that you want to do and need to do without feeling guilty or stressed out. When you learn to look at the big picture of your business and understand the flow of a successful business that's successful all year long, you'll learn how to plant seeds for the future, nurture the business that you have, and harvest the results from the other seasons so that your business continues to grow in every season. Most direct sellers are never taught how to see their business from this perspective, and this is one of the reasons why I rewrote Elevate. Instead of just training you on systems, I help you create a plan and a strategy for long-term success. And after looking at the amazing feedback that I've gotten so far on the new Elevate, I decided to take it a couple steps further, and I also changed how I deliver the content and help you implement it. Elevate is now Elevate to Leadership, and it's a guided, done-with-you program. All of the core modules in Elevate to Leadership are designed to help you look at the big picture of your business, just like a successful team builder does. Recruiting is emphasized right from the beginning. Instead of a month-to-month program, Elevate to Leadership is a three-month program. And I thought about calling it Elevate Bootcamp or Elevate Express or Elevate Intensive. You'll get three months of live coaching calls where I'll help you implement the content to your business so that your business fits into your life. We'll start each call with a short lesson on a mindset principle or practice that will help you accelerate your results. Some of the calls will be workshop style so that you can implement everything right away, get instant feedback, and get new ideas. And this way, you won't have to carve out extra time to implement a new concept or wonder if you got it right. And then you can watch the replay over and over whenever you want to if you want to implement the idea again. Elevate to Leadership is designed to help an aspiring leader promote to the first level of leadership within three months. And once she promotes, it's designed to help her feel confident that she'll be able to lead her team and continue to grow. If someone's already a leader, it's going to help them recruit at least five business builders and automate their personal business. Elevate to Leadership is only open a few times a year, and I'll have the link in the show notes. If you click on the link and see that it's open, I would jump on it because otherwise you're going to have to wait until it opens again. And the next time it opens, the price will be higher. I hope to see you in Elevate to Leadership. And if you have any questions about this or anything else that we talked about, send me a DM or ask in a Facebook group. Thank you for tuning in and be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss anything. And if you haven't already, leave a five-star review and tell your friends about the podcast. 
If you have any questions about anything you heard on this episode, or if you have a topic you want me to talk about, send me a DM. I'm at Kelly D. Northcutt on Instagram, and I love to hear from you and celebrate your success.